Welcome to Category 5 Technology TV, episode number 408 for Tuesday the 14th of July 2015. So nice to see you. Sasha Dermatis over in the newsroom. How are you? Hello, I'm great. Here's what's coming up in the Category 5.TV newsroom. IBM just created the world's smallest, most powerful chip, and we'll tell you why you should care. The director of the U.S. Office of Personnel Management has resigned after a massive data breach involving more than 20 million people. Twitter has responded to an epilepsy charity that said two of its online ads were irresponsible. Thousands of Apple MacBook owners are campaigning for action over reported issues with the laptop's retina screen. A Berkshire-based costume retailer is being made to surrender the StarWars.co.uk web address after feeling the force of Disney's wrath. And Japanese video game maker Nintendo has said its chief executive, Satoru Iwata, has died of cancer at the age of 55. Stick around. The full details are coming up later in the show. Tonight we've got a really exciting show planned for you because Marvin is here to visit... Marvin. So stick around. We're going to be talking all about drones, how the technology has changed, and how it's affecting the video production industry right after this. This is Category 5 Technology TV. Starring Sasha Dermatis. Hillary Rumble. Krista Wells. Eric Kidd. And your host, Robbie Ferguson. This is Category 5 Technology TV. I'm Robbie Ferguson, and tonight I'm joined by Henry Bailey-Brown from uh, Air Support Aerial Photography. Nice to see you. Hey, it's great to be here. Thanks a lot, guys, for having me in. It's it's super to see you guys. Can you tell us a little bit about what Marvin... Mm-hmm. Marvin. Meet Marvin, does. by the way. He's a DJI yeah, fan, introduce too. introduce him to us. Let's, let's yeah, no worries. About Marvin. Um, once again, my name's Henry. I'm from Air Support Aerial Photography. And today, ladies and gentlemen, his name is Marvin or she, etc. Um, what he is is that he's a drone, all right? So he's a Phantom 2 made by DJI. It's a Chinese company. But I use Marvin for aerial photography and videography um, for my business. So I do it for realtors, for construction companies. There's so many different clients that I do my work for. And it's, it's an amazing job to do. It's very fun. It's really cool. I love to talk a little bit about um, how Marvin and and drones like him are are revolutionizing videography. Yeah. I mean, yeah, this puts my twelve foot jib to shame. Well, a little bit yes and no. It really depends if you're doing it inside or out, right? Marvin Marvin was very nice to us inside the studio. He was in a very good mood, so he's flying very it's well. Because we've got a nice big yeah. studio now, folks. <laughs> there Welcome you go. to Studio D. How do you like that? There you yeah. go. So excellent job, guys. But no, it. It really is amazing what you can do with drones nowadays because we've gone to that point in the technology where, like you kind of said, if you can't reach a certain obstacle because of a boom, so if there's an obstacle in the way, 
Or if you can't get low enough with a helicopter, what are you supposed to do, right? You're supposed to somehow levitate a camera. Well, that's where Marvin comes in, right? He uses his magical uh, four propellers there to keep him stabilized, GPS, everything else, wow. and we can get those shots. It's it's incredible how technology has changed. Oh, um, it's brilliant. And what it's doing to the, the video production industry, I think about, and I've seen your footage, and we're showing some of the footage here on the show. Oh, yeah. Um, and it looks fantastic. The quality is is has in the course of what about three or four years has gone from here to movie production quality values. exactly exactly and that's the most amazing part is just how much has changed within one year alone right like marvin i hate to say it but you're slightly outdated now i'm sorry buddy so, okay and that brings me to a point yeah this can't be more than what about a year oh not even like so i i got marvin himself he yeah. i got him last may so back in okay. uh, good old 2014 um, so he's already one year old. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. But with that being said, there's already other products from DGI, like the Inspire 1. We have the Phantom 3. And that's only from DGI. There's so many other makers of drones, like Parrot and all those guys. So what's driving the technology? Is it the, the drones are getting better? Is it the, that the video is getting better? It's, it's a little bit of everything, right? Because we're seeing smaller and smaller cameras. Definitely, um, for those who have probably heard, the new GoPro uh, session just came out not too long ago, and it's... This is the little cube. Yeah, the little cube GoPro, version yeah. of the uh, Hero 4, the new guy. Um, Marvin's only using a Hero 3 Plus Black Edition, but still that gives 1080p up to 720. You're getting 30 frames yeah. a second on Yeah, 30 FPS, so. uh, mm -hmm. and I can even go 4K with him with only 15 FPS, but of course that's when the new GoPro comes in, right? right. The Hero 4 So it's session. modular in that I see the GoPro there, so you could take that out yeah. and replace it if you wanted to go, say, 4K. Exactly. At a higher frame rate. You know what? By all means, if you wanted to. And the cool thing about Marvin is that he has a gimbal, so like right here. Right. So if you wanted to, he can stay stable, even if the... Oh, wow. It's, it's very amazing technology. So it's, it's actually holding it. Yeah, it's, it's very, very cool stuff. <laughs> and um, yeah, so we put a gimbal on him. He has a new transmitter. So under Canadian air regulations, it's going to depend. It really depends where you are. So in America, you're under the FAA. The rules are different. But here in Canada, according to Transport Canada, um, under the rules, you have to be within visual contact with your drone. All right. All right. With that being said, if you're doing commercial he can probably go over a kilometer distance, so which is why we it bring a spec. Uh, yeah, he's just yeah. a little dot, right? But um, there are the rules in place, so really? yeah. It, but it I makes see it safe. if if we can show your controller, yeah, no to worries. The viewers at home, yeah, here um, you go, guys. So you're actually I don't know which way the camera's facing. I think it's looking at uh, at the back of the server there, but maybe Adam can be seen if I if I lift you up a little bit. Yeah, no worries. So you can see a real time view of yeah. But you still have to be within visual range. Yeah, because what, what we call like the FPV, so your first-person viewfinder, mm -hmm. um, yeah, because under Transport Canada law, when you're flying commercially, so you're making money off of it, etc., yeah. um, you do have to be in visual range. And you also, you also need to make sure that you aren't flying over people or cars or etc. within 100 feet. Of um, the drone, right? Adam's That's, about 100 feet away. Yeah, I know, but yeah. today is for educational purposes. <laughs> With that being said, it is different when you're indoors. So don't worry, okay. guys. I'm not going to be flying over the CN Tower or uh, anything right. crazy like that. But there are rules in place to make it safe for 
both the users as well right. as people around. So right. with the need to follow these regulations, yep, it, and it, I understand it's gotten pretty strict. Yes and no. It's growing a little bit stricter. Um, yes and no. Like we are very lucky to be living in Canada right now, you and I. Okay. Um, because I know that for other reasons, but how oh, does that yeah. apply to drones? Oh, okay. well, we got maple syrup and all that. I know, fun right? Stuff, we had fudge know? before the oh, show. Oh my gosh, uh, très bon. <laughs> and two languages. Mm. Yeah, very nice. Uh, but yeah, no, Marvin. Um, definitely no. What was the question again? Well, really, where where what I'm thinking is with the way that the regulations. Oh yeah, say, no, 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 for sure. Hey, you can't just pick up a drone and start flying. Yeah, I know. Um, you can if you want to do it for personal use, which oh. is great. Um, but when it comes for commercial use, you have to apply for something called an SFOC, which stands for Special Flight Operator Certificate. All right? Really? Yeah. A so lot of people I don't just, know. If I want to just film my house or a friend's house, I can yeah. do that yeah. if I have the kit. Yeah. But if no I want to charge for it, I've got to have a license to fly. Exactly. And it's not even a license. You know, like I have my private pilot's license, but that's mm-hmm. actually different. What an SFOC is, is that it's basically saying you're safe to fly, you have common sense, and you know the rules. And how to get an SFOC is that you have to apply through Transport Canada, so the government, and you basically have to do a few standards, all right? So you have to take ground school now if you want a blanket one, which means you can fly anywhere, anytime within common sense. Um, But before you get that guy, you have to have a few um, day SFOCs. So that only applies to one place at one time. So you have to keep building up a repertoire with TC, Transport Canada. Yeah. And eventually you can get your blanket like I have, which means you can fly pretty much anywhere in Ontario or British Columbia, wherever you are in Canada. And it makes it a heck of a lot easier so for the it, operator. Does it, do, do the legalities behind it, do they change? Are you finding that oh, well, through the course of your business? Yeah. Actually, it's really funny because before I got my blanket coverage, um, they just switched the rules to the new set of rules, which are on the wow. Transport Canada website. So if you're curious, you can find out there. But no, it's I like it a lot better because it makes it a little bit more easier. Because Based on the old rules or the new? On the new rules. Okay. Because now there's kind of two categories. There were before, but now it's kind of Marvin-sized drones um, and drones above 35 kilograms. All right, so what is Marvin way to compare? Thousand grams. Thousand grams. Plus uh, around a hundred grams for the GoPro. Thousand so, grams is one kilogram. Yeah, folks. for all those folks that don't go by <laughs> kilograms, um, it's all yeah. the math I plan to do tonight. <laughs> yeah, nice it makes life a little bit easier. So you're doing this professionally. What yeah. kind of technology is required in order to actually go from the guy who just wants to fly? Yeah, no, no. I've no got worries. my little uh, <laughs> cheesy little. I don't. Uh, you, I don't know if you can see it there. No. But, um, I've got a mosquito. No camera. Yeah. What What is it that makes me able to jump from? Yeah. The amateur just want to fly a drone. To yeah. No worries getting up to this level no it's a very good question and i'm really happy i know it's not just technology right no it's the number one skills number one thing you're going to need though and i swear by it is a coffee machine because that caffeine you're going to need okay i like that to stay awake when you're doing paperwork if you want to do it commercially (laughs) um with that being said there is a lot of change you have to invest if you do want to go for a phantom or an inspire or something like that because they are a lot more expensive because a mosquito i'm guessing was 
around a hundred dollars. Four, Fourteen four, bucks. Fourteen dollars. That's <laughs> ten years that, ago. So I'm very entry level. Ten years ago, that would have been like a hundred dollars. That's amazing. Right? Guy, you know, it's yeah. insane. One day Marvin's going to be like you know a hundred dollars. I got Marvin for around two or three grand, and that's not including like um, the extra antenna, the gimbal, everything else. Right, and you've obviously pimped Invested. out your remote quite a bit. Yeah, and for this for those some. Um, yeah, no, for those uh, hobbyists out there, like I'm using the fast uh, T8FGS control system, if you want to know what that is. And uh, a lot of other people use these for hobbies. I just like it because you get a lot more buttons. Buttons are always nice. No, but um, they are programmable. Because before, before the okay, show, yeah. we were talking about... Um, what happens if he lost signal and he was flying? Yeah, right? I was thinking because you say it can fly yeah. up a kilometer, but what happens if you know there's a cell tower that causes interference? It loses connection with exactly. the remote. At that point, does it just fall to the ground and you lose your two thousand exactly three thousand dollar investment? And actually, before we even go to that, I'm going to bring up the other thing: altitude. Yeah. Um, you say like over a kilometer. Believe it or not, there is a height limitation for uh, commercial drone pilots too. And this um, is just a regulation? Yeah, it's, it's not a, it's a limitation a, it's a rule. of the machine. Yeah, not, not for the machine at all, but we, we don't want to go above 300 feet. Okay. So I just want to let everyone know 300 feet is our max, right? Just because of Why safety. Airplanes. Yeah, airplanes. Right. When I'm flying around in a Cessna, I don't want to meet, a, meet Marvin face-to-face, right? right? Yeah. Um, but no, I just wanted to put that in there. There is a height restriction as well. Um, with that being said, going back to the previous question... Um, I keep on forgetting the question. I don't know why. I'm just so happy to be here, guys. It's just Marvin and I are just on cloud nine. Well, right how now. with the limitation of 300 feet? Yeah. How do you tell? Oh that no, it's not exceeded yeah. that. Yeah. No, we use GPS. Okay. So we use and that a, tells you exactly as well as yeah location? exactly. We can get it within okay. around three or four meters with that. Oh cool. Um, but yeah, GPS technology is amazing, and whenever. A, he loses contact, so if there's like a rogue yeah. radio signal, or if the controller runs out of batteries. Um, a lot of other um, Phantom owners out there know this already, that you set up a kind of a home base before you take off. Would that be me where I'm sitting with my Yeah, so you just put him on the ground, you yeah. wait eight seconds, and he says, okay, this oh, is my okay. new home, um, this is where right. I can get my coffee or whatever, I'm going to come back here, all right? And kind of humanizes it. <laughs> he, he, you know what? You gotta come name home it. to you daddy. Gotta, you have to name things. You know, I, <laughs> I do it myself. It's a whole culture, I think. It really in, is. In of itself, for it sure. really is. You know, but um, but anyways, yeah, he would just come home. Um, he would first go thirty feet higher, just in case if it's a tree or oh, something okay. else. Oh, isn't that smart? So without yeah. your intervention, it will go up higher. Yeah. To make sure that it's not something obstructing. Yeah, a, exactly. A bridge would be a good example or something because exactly it's gonna get around it. Yeah. What would happen if you were flying under something and you lost connection? Would it smash in? That's why you always want to know your uh, surroundings. And that's yeah. why, actually, another little tidbit of information for you folks is that a lot of people don't this, know this either. Commercially, you need a spotter. All right. Okay. By law, for so commercial operation. Yeah, you, you legally gotcha. can't do an operation alone. I'm lucky. I have my dad. Thank you so much, dad. Hi, mom and dad, by the way. Um, that I have my father who helped me start my business in the first place. Awesome. He's my spotter. Um, and the thing is, their job, a spotter, is to A, make sure you don't do things like that, to watch out for obstacles, sure. power yeah. lines, and also for people, right? Like I said before, you need that 100-foot range between people mm-hmm. and cars. They and also I, look out for that. I noticed, too, that you, you tend to plan out your shots. For oh, example, by all means. 
you do a walk around and you yeah. spot, say, for example, a flag that is in exactly. a bad position. Yeah. And what do you do? You stand there with a pole and you correct the flag <laughs> so that it looks yeah. nice on the scene. So you're, you're as a professional, actually planning these things out a lot more than maybe me exactly. just flying my rig and you know just what? for fun. It's, it's an art. It really is. And it's, I have a huge respect for everyone else that does it. And I feel very lucky um, being in such a new industry as well because... It doesn't matter who you are. Like I've met all the other uh, professionals around here, like uh, Murray Hunt from iSky, um, uh, Wiley Ford from his company, so many other local drone professionals. And it's more of a community. It's not really competition. It's more of a family locally. Yeah. Which I think Do you is guys very race or anything like oh, that. Oh no, or? not not yet. But you know what? Maybe for charity in the future. You yeah. know, that'll be a great. That's a great idea. Somebody out there do that. Um, but <laughs> set up a racetrack sponsor. I know yeah. they exist. Not around here, though. That would be no, cool. but um, but all, but all means like Marvin. He's more meant for. Uh, he's a more of an artist, right? He's more of a. But there are drones out there that hey, you never know. Maybe they can go on a Red Bull racetrack or something. Sure, and you're not stunt flying by any stretch. You're no. you're taking nice. Uh, we saw the gimbal a little yeah. earlier. It nice smooth visual shots nice yeah. wide angles of the forestry behind a house for a real estate oh, yeah. ad and things like that it's fun once the real estate season is over yeah. where does that leave the drone pilot that leaves him or her it can be anyone uh leaves him or her in a very fun position because that's where your creativity comes in because i do still do real estate in the winter there are clients that want it okay but um that's where your artist says comes along and you have to start thinking about what you can do right because mm-hmm. we have a lot of other clients like snowboarders um agriculture insurance other other um things that i'm working right. on i'm not going to say right now because those are a surprise that's an interesting one so they rock on they would hire your company to oh yeah let's say if they're just going the out for a day or so and they just selfie get sticks shots. are not allowed on the hill no <laughs> no hey, man <laughs> no but no by all means right like it just that's the cool thing about drones is that they can do so many amazing things, right? And the sky is no longer the limit, right? There's footprints on the moon, soon to be Mars, fingers crossed. Um, but yeah, it really is the limit of your imagination, right? What you can do with drones nowadays. And unfortunately to say there are those one or two people who ruin it for everyone, but I think that happens sure. everywhere, right? Yeah, with any industry or yeah, know, like, and there are accidents, I'm sure. Yeah, but um, that's that's where the rules the come in, right? Yeah, and sure. like we said, like there's always those one or two people, but on the good side, it's a community, and I think that we've really done a good job so far. And there's Facebook groups, there's so many different communities that if you want to get involved in this industry, mm-hmm. you can. And I think it's that's the very important part is that anyone can do it, and. All you need is that one little spark, right? How, how difficult is it? You say everyone can do it, but I have watched videos on YouTube yep. where somebody mm-hmm. gets a brand new DJI Phantom <laughs> and smashes yep. it straight into a wall. Yeah, we've all seen those videos, and yeah. they make me cry. You know, it's just really the first time it's like, <laughs> Yeah, oh. I don't think that's covered. No, that's why you get insurance, kids. Um, <laughs> no, it's just, I was kind of a little bit lucky because... A, like I said before, I'm a pilot myself, so I understand the avionics behind it. But yeah. I also understand, believe it or not, video games are good for you, kids. Keep on playing them with that hand-eye <laughs> coronation. Really, that's all Marvin and, is. And these days, you can you can get, uh, say, Google Cardboard. Exactly. I have. I actually won a contest, believe it or not. I got a free Google, Google uh, Cardboard from that insur- um, nice. Insurgent movie. Amazing technology. But even for Marvin, they have, like you said, those um, virtual reality goggles that you can wear. Mm-hmm. For Marvin, and that's all you have to do. You just wear those, 
and you don't even need an FPV. Make sure you're seated. Um, yeah, make sure you don't get wow. dizzy too fast. Well, that would be really, really neat. It is. I, I picture this as being, it, it's a really industri- interesting industry yeah. because mm-hmm. it seems very collaborative to me. It is. Um, not just with other drone pilots, but also mm-hmm. thinking of real estate, for example. Exactly. It's not that drones have come along and invented the virtual tour exactly. technology or techniques. It's mm-hmm. that you. it's now supplementing those indoor virtual tours with wow now we can fly up and get this beautiful panoramic view exactly how much collaboration is there in your company and in the industry yeah well i I will even say take over i'd say integrating right Mm -hmm. like it's it's such a great ecosystem right now because uh i'm gonna plug in here for a second uh barry uh real estate video tours they're one of my larger clients that i work with okay um they do the interior shots and i do the exterior Right. So it's just it's a symbiotic relationship. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think we're very lucky to have that. And same with any other client. Right. Like if I was working for an insurance company, we'd have to work together. Right. Yeah. Um, And like we said before, it's one of those jobs that you legally and physically can't do alone. You need to have that spotter. So if you want to do this, you have to make sure that you have good communication skills or a very loud voice. Um, to <laughs> yell at your spotter. The PA system. Yeah. <laughs> One of these yeah. headset mics with a yeah, there you go. loud speaker. Yeah. yeah. Um, is it a new industry that is being birthed, or do you think that it's more of mm-hmm. you're, you're uh, giving more to an existing industry? I, th- I think we're giving more blood to an existing industry, right? Because there were drones before, uh, and heck, even if you want to say helicopters, like the full-sized guys, Sure. Um, but it's become more accessible, right, with technology. Yeah. And I think that's a great thing about this show is that we're always discussing technology, how it's becoming more and more prevalent in our lives, how mm-hmm. it makes lives easier. And with more accessibility, it's, we're seeing some more amazing things in this world, right? I mean, like 10 years ago, we would have never seen Marvin. Like, we wouldn't mm-hmm. be here on this show right now, you know? It's, it's amazing, really. Yeah. Um, and looking at this... Mm-hmm. The way that the technology has changed over, even yeah. just, like I say, the past two, three, four, five years. Yeah. And, and thinking about, you mentioned helicopters, for example. So when mm-hmm. I think of a, a drone helicopter, I'm picturing a gasoline-powered oh, yeah. engine, most likely. Something that flies for five minutes or something like that, and then you've got to gas it up again. Yeah. They're reasonably bad <laughs> for the environment on a small scale, if they ever yeah. took off in a, in a larger scale. Mm-hmm. This uses electronic components, so these yep. are batteries that you're able to charge. You get yep. a lot of you life got out of them? Or? You got it. Yeah, thanks for bringing that up, too, because... I, I am curious about the yeah. environmental implications of very nice drones of yesteryear versus mm-hmm. drones today. Yeah, and it's, it's a very important thing, too, especially with global warming and everything else. And uh, we like to pride ourselves that Marvin is environmentally friendly. Um, of course, the initial costs, like you have to use plastic and everything to build them in the first place. Sure. But like you said, um, CO2, none created by him, right? We're using right. Um, that electricity, rechargeable batteries. And of course, when those mm-hmm. batteries eventually do expire, we send them in to be recycled, sure. right? And um, we do use smart batteries. Mm-hmm. Um, so what they are is that, I can't take them out right now, but I will turn them off for a sec, is that it's just like a little block that goes right in the back. And we just take them out, we plug the new one back in. We have around four or five, each one with around a 20-minute lifespan on a charge, right? Mm-hmm. And so he can be flying for over an hour with switching out batteries, but those guys are rechargeable. So we can just keep on going all day, and we don't have to turn on any generators or anything else. Sure. 
we just have a little setup where we can plug into a wall and Bob's your uncle. We can just keep going all day. It's great. Random uh, thing that I noticed as you turned off uh, yep. Marvin is that you've gone all static. Yep. So yep. This, is, this is an analog Ta-da! connection between yeah. Marvin and your, your controller. So mm-hmm. how is the interference as far as yeah, no you worries. encounter a lot of that? Um, the farther you go and the more obstacles you get, the uh, more inf- interference as you would probably expect. Mm-hmm. Um, with that being said, I, I personally really love them. Um, with that being said, there's a new version now called Lightbridge. People love Lightbridge. Um, it's more of a digital signal, so it's more. Is this amplified. line of sight? When I think yeah. Lightbridge, I'm thinking yeah, that's it's, have it's something to do with yeah. Optics. It's still it's still no, it's not optics. No. It's still it's just the fancy name. Okay, it's just more powerful. It's yeah. etc. Um, a lot better quality, and for those that use Lightbridge, they can definitely vouch for it. It's it's a beautiful system. Um, Marvin doesn't have Lightbridge yet. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> um, but no, uh, everyone who does use it love it. Um, but like you said, like he's still running on the older analog system. Sure. We actually um, just put in um, FlySight. Could, could we f- spin this around so yeah, no viewers worries. at home can see? So we mentioned about the, yep. the GoPro being replaceable and easily modular. Yep. Uh, looks like your receivers and everything are also modular, eh? So these could yep. be pulled in and out yeah so um another thing i should add is that what we have with marvin right now you can buy any dji phantom 2 or 2 plus so the camera is already installed yeah um he's actually not the consumer version he's more of a commercialized version right okay all right um so like we said before we have the gimbal we have the special transmitter that we installed and we have the new uh fly sight transmitter that we actually installed not too long ago so um, it's this guy right here. So this is HDMI off of the GoPro. Pretty, pretty much, yep. Right yep. in. So it plugs in right into our little um, IOSD mini right here, this guy, mm-hmm. who transmits to this guy. So he puts this guy into a signal, which can be readable by this guy right here, our FPV. All right. <laughs> um, and for our FPV, we have two different types of uh, antennas. That's first-person view, kids. Yeah, so sorry if no one understands that. So you're that. seeing through the eyes of Yeah, the Marvin, eyes of Marvin. Basically. No wonder he's That sounds like a movie yeah. or something. The, eyes, the, of, eyes, of the Marvin. eyes of Marvin. Sounds good. No, really, but like omnidirectional, so our RX antenna right here. Mm-hmm. And then we have our directional antenna right here. So we can get more distance. And you distance. can adjust that as you yeah, can. Yeah. So. They're the same signal, though. Uh, yeah, so okay. our FPV switches between whichever stronger. So if he's nice. closer, um, we might just have rx because of course he's not okay. too far so that means basically the the yeah. signal is all around it's picking yeah. it up from everywhere it's whereas 360. this one is you've got to point it at yeah so the big flat pancake one it's not to eat anything it's to get better distance right okay. so because he isn't going to be traveling super fast that we have to follow and track him all the way around right but if he gets distant that's going to yeah. give you a little bit better signal. yeah exactly gotcha. which makes okay. life a heck of a lot easier yeah it's cool by that's all cool. means can I'm I, speaking, oh, sorry, sorry, go can ahead. Can I ask yeah. a quick question? Is yep. there a Please. way to program in flight path on that so that you could just repeat no. the same f- flight path over uh, and over Yes again? and no. Not with oh, Marvin's okay. version, but there are other phantom... No, it's a good question, guys. It wasn't mine. No, it was Kel Hydro's question. Kel thank Hydro, you. thank you so much for asking. <laughs> uh, lady or gentleman, I'm not sure who you are, but thank you very much for asking. Uh, on, I almost said the Today Show. Uh, no, you can, not with Marvin, but there are models out there where you can. And there, believe it or not, with a new um, Phantom 3, 
instead of having an FPV, you can actually just use an iPhone, an iPad or whatever as your uh, FPV. Wow. Which is amazing. You don't even have yeah. to invest in an FPV now. You can just use your phone or whatever. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so they do exist. Um, they do tend to be a little bit more costly just because of the technology. But you, you do, can't re- do that. You do realize what I'm thinking now is oh no yeah <laughs> now yeah. fly the course at mm-hmm. 10 kilometers an hour yep. for the race yep program it in mm-hmm. <laughs> just cheat and That's then switch cheating, to man. 60 miles an just hour go, go, and just go, go. <laughs> and you're not going to hit anything cuz it's pretty accurate stuff well yeah it's it's great right That's and cheating. it just just a lot there's They'd no sense in avoidance kind of stuff, right, right? Yeah. but speaking of sense and avoidance like we do have all these other like companies right like amazon we have um, the medical industry, like, did you hear about the uh, first aid drone with the defibri- defibrillator? I didn't that, see the defibrillator. I know now they're using a, yeah. a semi-aquatic drone that can oh. fly and hit the water yep. to, to do search and rescue. Yep. Um, that's pretty cool, being able to fly around, take video in real mm-hmm. time, and then hit the water, and the camera shoots yep. out the bottom and films underwater. Yeah. But so the... the so what's this one with a defibrillator? What? No, literally, it would fly out. So is let's this say the same thing that we're thinking of. Uh, probably not. No, because no, okay. um, my I'm thinking I, the search. And I forgot what company. It might have been a German company or something. They make everything. Um, what it does is like is that you, true? <laughs> <laughs> das Auto, yeah. No, sorry. No, um, Germany is a wonderful place. I just got back. Don't want to offend anyone oh, out nice. there. Um, no, but like I said, um, there's a new drone, defibrillator drone that they're working on right now. Let's say if you're in a logging company three miles out in the middle of nowhere and you're in wow. a clearing, you have a heart yeah. attack, you would push this button and it would just come, it would land, and you would use the drone as a defibrillator, right? So it's just like a drone wow. like Marvin, just larger, and you could just attach to the body, one, two, three, clear, and yeah. then there you go. It just makes me think that the yeah. implications for medical purposes in the boonies, for example, is yeah. just limitless. Exactly. And it just all these different uses. Like, are we going to be shopping with drones? Like, Amazon is doing their own thing in <laughs> it's Vancouver. Happening. Yeah. And, I, like, it's like the Terminator's taking over, you know? It's <laughs> no, just kidding. I have a question from Dave. He wants to know hey, what Dave. frequency it um, transmits and runs on, I guess. No, that, now, that's a now good question. Now, that leads me to my own question. Yep. Is it a safe frequency or can it be, like, hijacked? Like, if it can be controlled by phones, could I maybe take over control? Yes and no. Like, that's a good... <laughs> thanks for asking. Um, for... I'm just trying to think of a good way to answer this. Without trying to implicate myself, I'm just kidding. Um, no, um, <laughs> depending on which one you're looking at, I believe a 2.4, so it's just like a standard non-regulated, and then I believe um, 5.4 for 5.8 the FPV. 5.8 for the for FPV. The okay. And uh, 2.4. So the controller is 2.4? I believe it's 2. Point, yeah, it's 2.4 gigahertz, Neat. all right? So okay. it's just the only issue with that, uh, Wi-Fi routers. Mm. Right. Um, so like whenever you're because that's the thing is that so I notice at least your screen will stay active so you can see the drone. Well, actually, crashing. even even the screen, though, is that no, that never happens. It'll like come you home. said, it'll, it'll come, come home. home OK, that. I know. Um, but no, like even that, like I can see in agricultural. So like when I'm doing like farms and whatnot, I get a very sure. clear signal. Uh, but whenever I'm doing a residential area, safely, where there's a lot of homes, um, you do tend to get more interference mm-hmm. just because, like we said, um, Wi-Fi, cell phones, Interesting. towers. So that's when different technologies do start to cross over. Can you change channels? Um, I don't believe with this guy, no. Okay. Not with my guy. Um, someone please correct me if I can. Um, but no, not at the moment. 
So where's the technology going to go, say, in the next year? Where do you see it going? Definitely higher. Um, no, just kidding. Uh, no, that's, that's the best part because... There, there are limitations to the height. To 300 the height. feet. 300 feet, my gosh. That's a lot of feet. You know, you got to get a lot of people to get that many feet. Uh, no, that's a, that's a very good question. And from my personal perspective, being in the industry for a year now, it's a very exciting time to be in this industry, right? Because it's becoming more accessible. It's got to be hard, though, too. It's exciting, keeping, but keeping how do you keep things. up? Oh how do gosh. you not see the next one and say, oh, I need that? Well, it's like buying a car, right? It's like the 2015 um, car, I'm just going to say, let's say if a car is named the 2015 Circle, you can buy the 2016 Circle next year and so on and so on, right? Um, it, it's hard, right? Because you want to keep on investing in be. new technology. Um, but I, I'm actually, you got to learn to just relax and stop. But at the same time, there's a reason why we haven't invested in the Inspire yet, which is the newer mm -hmm. um, kind of product that DJI came out with, is that it's a fairly larger drone. And with larger, we can't get into those smaller spaces, right? And with that being said, we only need 1080 to like 2.7K, right? So we don't need like a 4K or anything right. else. So the Phantom series is fine for us so we don't have to go personally higher yeah i guess where it would be nice to get a higher resolution so we're talking 1080 yeah. resolution versus 2.7 yeah. resolution would be um stabilization yeah which your gimbal really takes care Ex exactly of um the nice thing about the inspire though is that you can actually hit a button and it will lock on so you can track a target oh, so nice it takes practice but if yep. you ever watch our videos on our website or youtube Flickr, whatever um, you will see us tracking, and that's all us, right? That's me being the pilot, tracking, right. practice. It yeah. takes time. Anyone can Probably do it. Probably a couple it. takes. A lot of takes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anyone can do it. But yeah, it just takes a lot of practice. With this, all you have to do is push a button. So there's less chance that, wow. oh, human error. Um, but and that again is—it's like cheating to be able to say. Not um, even that. It's just, on my touch screen. I'm going to touch the pyramid, and it's going to do a flyover of the pyramid. Yeah, it's like do this, do that. That's the wonderful thing about technology, but Transport Canada kind of has our butts covered right now because whenever you want to do something automated, that's where yeah. you have to do a lot more paperwork, right? Because they always want things. So even that one gentleman or lady who asked the question earlier about programming a flight in, right, being automated, yeah. sure, you can do that, but when it comes to commercial usage... Um, that's when you have to do a lot more paperwork, right? You have to mm -hmm. prove that it is safe. And you already you mentioned that it. it doesn't it doesn't sense obstacles. Yeah, exactly. So if you program in a path and then somebody walks in that path, yep. it's going to just ram them. Knock on wood. Yeah. Yeah, so if you're doing a golf course or if you're doing something else... You want to um, be up high enough, I guess. Yeah, you want... Well, that's, that's the thing, right? Is that when you're using a drone, you want to be high in the first place. Although mm -hmm. there are those wonderful shots that you can start low and work your way out. Yeah. So that's where planning comes in, your spotter comes in. It's a whole ecosystem mm -hmm. that's working together. Not just you, the pilot. You have to be, once again, a good communicator with all these different elements. Mm -hmm. So I'm speaking with Henry Bailey Brown. He uh, joins us from a company called Air Support Aerial Photography. We've got a hot link set up for you just to get you to their website so you can on. see what they do. Cat5.tv slash drone. And if you've got any final questions for him, uh, get into the chat room. Sasha's uh, monitoring that. And uh, if, you, uh, if you happen to see some, then uh, we'll, we'll certainly try to get that in. Mm -hmm. 
I appreciate your time. I love the technology and, <laughs> and what this is uh, going to mean for, and it's already making uh, significant changes. Like I say, yeah. my, my jib, I invested in a jib <laughs> oh. before the drone came out yeah. in a in a. It's still useful. Well, the jib, though, is so much work to set up and so much work to transport mm. compared to, I saw you walk in with this and set it a on suitcase. the floor and turn it on. Yeah, and it's I am, amazing. Trying not to be jealous, <laughs> you know. Well, it's also it's, a fun toy too. <laughs> it is a fun toy, and I, and I really uh, envy the the situation that you have with your father as well. That's very, uh, yeah. No. What a great business model to be able to spend time with family. And, and <laughs> you can't get rid of them. No, I'm just too, kidding. Right? No, well, I feel I feel very very lucky that I love what I can do, yeah. and that it's just such a great community right now. And I just want to thank everyone out there for a supporting us as a community, but also thank thank you for you guys because. Communication between droners or whatever you want to call us with the masses, it's huge. And we, we do want to let you guys know that we do take our safety very seriously. And, but we love networking. So if you have any questions, don't be afraid to ask us. If you see us droning, wait till we finish first and then ask us. But no, right. thank you very much for having us on the show, guys, because it means a lot. And it's, you guys are pretty awesome, too. Category 5, two thumbs up. Cheers, you know. Man. Appreciate uh, you coming in. Check them out, cat5.tv slash drone. Henry, nice to see you. Thanks for coming and talking drones with us. Thanks for having uh, Marvin and I. It's it's a real pleasure. Thanks. And if you send in any questions um, that we weren't able to get onto the show, I'll make sure to forward those along to Henry for you. Thanks, man. Thanks, guys. Over to the newsroom. Sasha, how are you? I am great. It's Tuesday, July 14th, 2015, and here are the stories we're covering this week. IBM has created a game changer with the world's most powerful microchip. Get this. The components that make it possible are nearly as small as a strand of DNA. A huge data breach has prompted the resignation of a top U.S. official. Twitter has removed some ads that could have been dangerous to people living with photosensitive epilepsy. Thousands of MacBooks are experiencing a terrible stain on their retina screen. Will your repairs be covered by your Apple Care plan? Disney has come down hard on the owners of StarWars.co.uk who are now being forced to relinquish ownership of the domain. And CEO of Nintendo, Satoru Iwata, has died at the age of 55. These stories are coming right up. Don't go anywhere. You've got mad skills. Now hone them. Learn new skills or improve your existing ones with online video tutorials and training from lynda.com through our special link at cat5.tv slash lynda. Learn software, technology, creative, and business skills you can use today to help you achieve your professional goals. Join today and start learning. We'll give you this chance to try it absolutely free with unlimited access to all of the courses. Sign up now for free, cat5.tv slash linda. I'm Sasha Dermatis, and here are the top stories from the Category 5.tv newsroom. You might not think about computer chips very often, if at all, but they power everything from your smartphone and TV to the International Space Station. So it goes without saying that they are among the most important pieces of, of technology that we have. That's why it's a big deal that IBM has just announced that it has created one of the most advanced processors on the planet with parts that are barely bigger than a strand of DNA. The chip will reportedly be four times as powerful as today's top shelf processors at roughly half the size. 
Computer chips are basically super small electronic brains that perform the millions perform the millions of calculations per second that are required when you browse Facebook or play Candy Crush. They do this by passing electrical currents between tiny things called transistors. And to simplify things terrifically, the smaller the transistor, the better the chip. The more calculations it can do and the better games and apps will run on it. At the most basic level, IBM's processor has far smaller transistors than any other processor on the planet. That means that when the chip eventually appears in future smartphones, computers, or other pieces of technology, as like drones, th- those gadgets will be faster and more energy efficient. Today's best chips have transistors that measure about 14 nanometers. So a nanometer is about one billionth of a meter. The next generation of chips that are coming will have a 10 nanometer transistor. IBM's new chip, however, has transistors that measure just 7 nanometers. To put things into perspective, a single strand of DNA has a diameter of 2.5 nanometers. So that is small. Wow. The, the microscopic scale of the transistors means the company can pack even more of them onto a chip. By increasing the number of transistors and shrinking the distance between them, IBM is able to reduce the amount of time it takes for electrical currents to move between them. That makes for faster chips. It's not just that your toys will be able to play cooler games or run more apps at the same time. This tech could also lead to things like incredibly sophisticated cloud computing systems and new services and gadgets that we haven't even thought of yet. In other words, it could change the world of technology. The manufacturing processes that IBM used to create the chip aren't exactly ready for mass production, but when the chip makers get the kinks in that that process ironed out, we could start seeing chips like IBM's in a matter of years. Holy Hannah, Robbie. This wow. is a big deal. I think of AI and, and the need for faster processing, and now we're getting to that point where, okay, this is extremely fast processing. But Moore's Law tells us that the, the number of transistors on a microchip are going to double every two years, I believe it was. And fact is is that that has proven itself true up until now but as i understand it the current technology can only do as small as say 10 or 9 nanometers now in ibm has figured out new technology to get down to seven how is it that in the next two years they could possibly you know is this the moore's law killer how could they go smaller which would literally be basically the size of a strand of DNA, if Moore's law were correct, the next one would be that small. It would have to be organic, I would, I would assume. Mm-hmm. The thing that gets me about this is it really, like if this is true, this is really a game changer. And a couple of weeks ago, I was thinking to myself, okay, so there was radio and then there was TV and there was that whole, you know, video killed the radio star and then... There's another song called The Internet Killed the Video Star or something. Anyway, this, <laughs> this could is be... Is that real? It is real. Wow. <laughs> anyway, so Weird now Al. this could be the next Sounds thing, like- right? This could actually be the piece of technology that creates the next norm. I find it interesting, too, that it is IBM. It's not Intel. It's not AMD or, you know, it's, it's IBM mm-hmm. rising up and... I guess that's, that's significant in and of itself. So way to go, IBM. All right. The director of the U.S. Office of Personnel Management, or OPM, has resigned after a massive data breach involving more than 20 million people. 
Catherine Archaluda said that she would step down on Friday to help the department move beyond its current challenges. Authorities suspect that Chinese-based hackers targeted the computer systems of the OPM, which acts as the personnel office of the federal government. Initially, the OPM said 4 million workers were affected by the breach. However, the department disclosed on Thursday that the data of more than 20 million people, including current and former employees, may have been compromised. And it's no small breach. Everything from social security numbers to computer usernames and passwords were stolen. Even fingerprints, criminal and financial history, employment history, residency and educational history. Everything needed for an, identif- for an identity theft on an unheard of scale. Ms. Archuleta's resignation comes a day after Democrats and Republicans in Congress called for her to step aside as the scope of the data breach expanded significantly. That is like a monumentous fear of mine, is that there could be that much information stolen at one time. And this is from the government. So you figure that your information is safe in their hands. Well... 20 million people. And we're not even talking, like this is everything from financial to social insurance to the absolute workings of a massive scale identity theft. Right. So to put this in like evil perspective, they've stolen the images of people's fingerprints, which means that if they were... They can replicate them. Yeah. 3D printing. There is nothing that, that says that they couldn't then put them places and implement you in a crime. Right? Or... Or just become you, right? If there's a fingerprint lock somewhere that they want to open that you have access to. Scary stuff. I don't know. Anyway. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) On that note, now that I have made it so you cannot sleep tonight, let's move along. I don't know how they're going to even alert 20 million people, right? Like, just assume, I guess, if you're, like, 20 million. How many people are in the U.S.? Yeah, I, uh, I don't know those numbers. Just assume your identity is pretty much at risk at this point. Yeah, sorry about that. If you ever that. worked for the government, there you go. I mean, yeah. I worked for the government. I did resumes for people. And, you know, that's in my past. So could my information have been a part of that? Well, I'm in Canada. Yes. <laughs> Yay, Canada. <laughs> and our tidbits. We ha- Canada, we haven't been hacked yet. <laughs> our new motto. Yet. Okay. Twitter has responded to an epilepsy charity that said two of its online ads were irresponsible. The social media giant had uploaded two short videos on Vine that featured a looping rapid succession of flashing colors. Epilepsy's a- epilepsy Action's deputy chief executive, Simon Wigglesworth, said that Twitter's ads were dangerous to people living with photosensitive epilepsy. Twitter's flashing Vine videos were online for 18 hours before the company removed them on Friday morning. Rachel Bremer, Twitter's International Communications Director, thanked the charity for highlighting the issue. Around 1 in 3,500 people in the UK have photosensitive epilepsy, according to Epilepsy Action. Seizures can be triggered by flashing lights and bold patterns. And really, I mean, you would, you, there are tons of commercials and videos out there that if you had epilepsy, you would have to think about even walking down a hall. So thank goodness that Twitter has taken action against that. Hmm. I don't know. It's one of those tough, tough situations. Well, I think they made the right call anyways. Mm-hmm. Way to go. 
Thousands of Apple MacBook owners are campaigning for action over reported issues with the laptop's retina screen. They're reporting horrific stains spreading across the screens in the form of spots and patches. Fai Chong, a software engineer, said that he's had to replace his screen twice in the last two years. He was then told Apple would not carry out further screen repairs. One MacBook repair specialist indicated that this was not a common problem, but users who have been affected are con- have been affected are concerned that they will face expensive service fees once their warranties or extended Apple Care protection plans expire. Some users with the issue are reporting that they've been told they will have to shell out $800 for repair work. Apple has not confirmed whether there is an issue with the screens or what might be causing the damage. Its 2013 models seem to be the worst affected, but there are online forums discussing the problem dating back to 2009. Apple says that users should contact their Apple Support Center should the problem occur. Staingate.org has been set up by a group unhappy with Apple's response. Well, no doubt, you're spending a lot of money on a machine that possibly has a flaw that keeps you from enjoying it, and the cost of repairing it, I I guess $800, is probably about half the cost of just buying a new one. My goodness, eh? It's an expensive flaw. I hope Apple picks it up. Berkshire-based costume retailer is being made to surrender the StarWars.co.uk web address after feeling the force of Disney's wrath. The British company uses the address as a way to direct shoppers to a section of its Joker's Masquerade store dedicated to Star Wars-themed costumes. It has owned the domain name for more than a decade and was asked to surrender it last year but refused. Now, nominant... Nominet, which oversees .uk domains, has ruled it must do so. The costume store's parent company has also been told to give up a further six domain names used for the same purpose, also featuring Star Wars in the name. The company has until the 21st of July to decide whether to appeal. Walt Disney Company bought Lucasfilm, the production company behind Star Wars, in in 2012 for $4.1 billion dollars. A spokesman said that it had acquired all the intellectual property surrounding the Star Wars franchise as part of the deal. Now, Mark Lewis, chief executive of the costume company, says, If the new Star Wars films by Disney were not being released, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Disney has previously used the same tactic to seize WaltDisney.co.uk and DisneyCruises.co.uk from other parties. I just wonder, to be honest, if they've spent that much money on the intellectual property and then this company has to give it up without any money exchanged. That's not fair. They owned it first, right? I I think in a situation like this, morally, that Disney should be obligated to take into account, okay, if we're going to take this domain from them and they're going to be in business the next 20 years, we need to look at, okay, how much money are they making over the next 20 years with this domain versus, okay, let's buy this out. Let's mm-hmm. be fair about this and not use the court system to say, that's our name, gimme, gimme. Mm-hmm. Because then we're just, that's, that's just not fair. You use the example of, you know, what if somebody else bought SashaDermatis.com? Right. right. I, I wouldn't have any say. I mean, luckily it was Robbie who bought SashaDermatis.com. And I share. And, yeah, he shared it. Thank you for your incredible gift. And I promise yeah. I will update my blog. Um, <laughs> however, <laughs> no, like if somebody else had bought it, I couldn't just say, hey, listen, that's my name. I own that. Give it to me. It's bullying. I would have to say, listen, I'd really like that. I will buy it from you. 
And if, speaking of bullying, why is it okay for big companies? Huh? Yeah. If it's not okay for the average Joe user, come I, on. I don't like it. Don't like hmm. it at all. This is sad news. Japanese video game maker Nintendo has said its chief executive, Satoru Iwata, has died of cancer at the age of 55. Mr. Iwata underwent surgery last year and has res- had resumed his duties after a brief period of recovery. A highly revered figure in the Japanese gaming scene, he started out as a programmer in a Nintendo subsidiary in the 1980s and became president of Nintendo in 2002. Under his leadership, the company launched its hugely successful Wii and Nintendo DS consoles, and he was considered the crucial driver behind the focus on easy-to-use consoles, a move that allowed the company to tap into a much wider audience beyond the traditional gaming community. He was considered the leading figure behind some of Nintendo's most popular devices since he joined the company. As he put it himself, Mr. Iowata was a chief executive who had the brain of a games developer and the heart of a gamer. So, may he rest in peace. Big thanks this week to Dreamweaver909, Roy W. Nash, and our community of viewers for submitting stories to us. If you found a story, a news story you would like to send, email it to newsroom at category5.tv. For all your tech news with a slight Linux bias, visit the category5.tv newsroom at newsroom.category5.tv. For the Category5.tv newsroom, I'm Sasha Dermatis. Thanks, Sasha. This is Category 5 Technology TV. Slow motion when I forget to change the transition. There we go. Uh, get on over here. We've got very little time Woo-hoo. left to the show. I want to oh mention, goodness. hey, if you've been wanting to get one of these, an Amazon Fire TV stick, any of their awesome devices, well, tomorrow, Amazon's yes. getting a birthday. Ooh. 20 years old, and they're going to celebrate with Amazon Prime Day. And uh, they are going to be blowing out a whole bunch of stuff. I'm talking like 65% off on a lot of the stuff that they sell. And you know Amazon sells a lot. So, Robbie, if ah. people wanted to buy something off of Amazon, where would they go? Head on over to Category5.tv. And from there, if you click on Support Us and Affiliate Links, because please note that Amazon is actually partnered with Category 5 TV. And as you heard it here, if you do this, go over to Category5.tv, Support Us, Affiliate Links. You will see the links for all the various Amazon stores. And when you go there, now here's the thing. Prime Day requires you have an Amazon Prime account. But what if you don't have one? What if you maybe don't want one, but you should probably want one at this point? You can get a free trial of Amazon Prime through our link then you can take advantage of all of the deals. I'm sure you're going to save more than probably the next five years' worth of Prime membership, which gets you free shipping on everything that you buy anyways, as well as all the programming and TV programming for your Fire TV stick. Um, So get on over to our website, category5.tv, and enjoy. That's July 15th. And if you miss it, please go back through our website and uh, see what kind of deals are there for you you anyways. You could probably buy a drone tomorrow on Amazon. You could do that. I would say. That would be a great thing. Do that. Do that through our affiliate I circled a couple things that are really important for you just oh, to, because I know we're This postcard. A postcard so arrived. Yes. important. And the thing is, I saw in the chat room, people had sent in their postcards. I knew we had one. I didn't know whose it was. And now I will figure this out. Go. Oh, okay. Who is this? Do, do, do. Greetings from 
Octono Falls, Wisconsin finally found a picture postcard. Good luck on the new studio. Always look forward to new episodes. I'm so bad at this writing stuff. Who is right, this? Where are we? Always looking forward to new episodes and especially to the upcoming show show. Yes, that's my show. I win. Uh, Love your broadcast and your team. Keep up the good work. And who is that? uh, Oh, I love Cat5 and Linux. This comes to us from C128D on YouTube. Thanks for watching us on there. Uh, Just a little note for you here, Don. you wrote your address on here so that we could send you some free vinyl stickers as thanks for sending us a postcard. Unfortunately, the post office did what? Stamped right over it. So Stamped we need right to know where to send your vinyl stickers. Pop me an email so we can keep it private, okay? Uh, and then we will send those over to you. We've got how many vinyl stickers left to give away for now, free? Now just two more. Now. Just two? Wow. Yeah, because that was our third, third of go. five. Now, I do know that there's one en route for next week, too, so... And, and mm-hmm. make sure, yeah, and make sure you get into uh, our website, category5.tv, at the bottom. You'll see the address, and from there, you'll be able to uh, send us a postcard. And uh, if you're one of the next two, you're going to get free vinyl stickers. Now, Patreon. Yes. Patreon, yes. Thank you to our Patreon supporters who have made this episode possible. We appreciate you so much. We've got some name drops for you. So, some new people have joined. Uh, I want to talk about Patreon. Patreon. Sorry, we were on it. David Bixler. David Bixler, yeah! Jason Jones. Uh, Also, John M. Tom Harms. Scott Barkley. And David Potter. Thank you so much for supporting us through Patreon. If you want to find out all about it, how you can give just $1 an episode and support Category 5 TV, head on over to patreon.com slash category 5. 188,000 people watch every week, approximately, right? So if you all gave $1, it would be rich. (laughs) It would take an hour to read all the things I had to buy a hard drive this week. I actually, my hand was forced. We got so out of space on the Unraid server that when I was deleting stuff to make room, it was not leaving enough sequential space on any one hard drive. So then when I copy one of our big video files, it would run out of space on the drive it was writing to. So I had to buy a three three terabyte drive. Uh, For Anthony, who sent in the question last week, I went with a Seagate um, NAS version, a NAS version of their drives, because it's designed for 24-7 use, and it was a great deal through our Newegg link, uh, and I was able to get it for like $50 per terabyte, so that was pretty decent, so uh, so we're going to get that upgrade, and then we'll have room to grow. I know, that's all the time that we have. Thanks. Sorry. That is the fastest hour. I know. Every week. It's Henry's fault. His stuff is amazing. Check them out. Cat5.tv slash drone. Henry, thank you so much for being here. Uh, Of course, uh, it's been a lot of fun, and the time just flew right by. Mm -hmm. I do want to say a quick shout-out. Congratulations, Dave, on your upcoming new baby. Congratulations, Dave. Way to go. Oh, not my Dave. That would be weird. (laughs) No. Uh, Dave Maydew in the chat room. We're we're excited for you, man. (laughs) All right, everybody. See you next week. See ya. We hope you enjoyed the show. Category 5 TV broadcasts live from Barrie, Ontario, Canada every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern. If you're watching this on demand or through cable TV, check out the local showtimes in your area at Category5.tv and find out when you can watch live and interact in the community chat room. 
Category 5 is a production of Prodigy Digital Solutions and is licensed under Creative Commons Attribution 2.5 Canada. We'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in.